0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Guerelli, Italy's premier rosary designer, creates beautiful heirloom-quality rosaries for every season and celebration. Hundreds of unique rosaries honoring Jesus, Mary, and the saints await you at Girelli.com. With CMF Curo, you don't have to compromise your faith to get great health care. Finally, there is a pro-life option that respects and engages your Catholic faith with a community that supports you in living healthcare fully alive. Learn more at mycatholichealthcare.com slash podcast. Introducing the redesigned catholicsingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used catholicsingles.com and the reimagined catholicsingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember catholicsingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. This is Chad. And this is Jeff. You're listening to the Catholic Dads Podcast, and we alluded to one of our previous topics about how some folks really feel the presence of God. You remember our conversation on that, Jeff? I do. We talked about how people feel the presence of God differently, mm-hmm. and you know, for some, it's like like a voice, tangible, yeah, tangible. Well, my friend Clay Parker feels that. He's got that tangible feeling of God's presence in his life. hears God speak like you and I are Mm -hmm. speaking. So, I wanted to talk to him one day. uh, Found out that we work very close to each other. Mm -hmm. So we sat down, and I had over the lunch break an interview with Clay about what he was doing. So his the interview is going to cover the Daniel fast Mm because he was in the middle of doing the Daniel fast, and it's about obedience. And um, so I'm going to apologize up front for the poor quality of the of the audio, because it was an iPhone a little sat on a table <laughs> in the middle of a park in Houston, so you can hear the wind. you can hear kids running in the background. I think at a couple of times there's a dump truck coming in <laughs> or, a, or a garbage truck coming in dumping the uh, nice. the trash, and it makes a really loud noise. <laughs> so I really apologize for that, but would like to everybody to just you know. Spend the next—I think it's about a 50-minute uh, conversation with uh, me and Clay Parker. So enjoy. Sounds fun. Enjoy. I don't get it. Okay. So. I feel like I'm in trouble. No, 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 man. So, um, so Clay, you've been on my heart like for weeks. Really? Just weeks. Okay. And uh, well, honestly, since we since we talked on the phone, I was getting out of jury duty, and we and I we had a call, and was like, we found out we worked so close to each other, and I was like, we need to get together for lunch. And I've just been a bad friend, and I have not, I remember that, been able to to you know whatever. So I'm like, I've been thinking about that man. I need to call Clay. I need to call Clay. And then just today, and really like this week, last week, I'm like, I need to make the effort to to call Clay just so we can sit yeah. and talk, and then today i started thinking on the way in i was like we work really close to each other uh both on a faith journey and i was like what would be how much benefit would you and i have you know i gotta admit i'm being selfish here how much benefit would it be for me if we carpooled every once in a while and we would have an hour basically of time to where we can talk and yeah. just like share whatever we whatever's on our hearts. By the way, I know you're fasting, but uh, here's your water, my brother. Thank you. I, appreciate <laughs> that, I was like, what What would it be like if if we could do that? And then so yeah, I know this is a long way of getting about to it, but step two uh-huh. is um, we do have a podcast. Me and my friend we have a podcast, okay. and we it's Catholic Dad's podcast, but you know, we talk about, obviously, things about faith and yeah. fatherhood. Yeah. You're a man of faith and a father. And I was like, we could record that. We, we could call it, like, you know, Christian carpool or something like you know, yeah. something corny or whatever. I'm just like, that would be so cool. Don't Clay. say anything yet because, okay. So then, so I'm like, this is really cool. How do I go about doing this? And I'm like, well, let me, uh, let me just see if Clay can meet for lunch. Okay. And we'll talk you know, just talk about whatever, but I want to bring this thing to him. Yeah. And then you mentioned that, you know, you're fasting. I'm like, this is great because that's exactly what I'm thinking. It was like, what we could do is we could talk about things like that. Cause who knows about the Daniel fast? I don't really know a whole lot about the Daniel fast. This would be an opportunity for you to tell people about the Daniel fast. Yeah. So then I get, so we arranged this thing. So I get in the car and what song is playing on the radio when I get in the car? So I turn it on a rock and roll station.
2: All right?
1: Heaven, by warrant. <laughs> Heaven isn't too far Heaven away. Heaven <laughs> is too far away. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. So all of that's to say is I think God is trying to talk to us today. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to miss anything about what happens in this conversation. So that's why the first thing I wanted to ask you, is it okay if I record what we say? So like, I didn't want to miss anything. No. <laughs> it was like, I, didn't want, I almost I didn't it. want to talk to you in the parking lot. Just say like. So you don't miss anything. That, I don't yeah. want to miss anything because uh-huh. I think God, Clay, God's talking to us right now. I agree with you. And I, so, so anyway, okay. So all that being said, I mean, just ignore this. I just want to talk, and you. we'll figure out what we want
2: to I, hear. I agree with you in the sense that God is dealing with with you, with me, or He's in this particular situation, and help me keep track of time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Twelve forty-five. I gotta probably hit the road. I got a meeting at one. But okay, yeah, of, yeah. But uh, I do, I do believe God is in the mix because yesterday I thought about you and failed to call you. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, man. But I, but I thought to email and I got wrapped up and I couldn't email. But then I remembered the last time we talked, you're like, is not really the best thing for me. I like to text.
1: Text is probably
2: the best, yeah. So I didn't email. Anyway, I thought about you this morning uh, briefly and then I got wrapped up again just a like quick yeah, thought. Yeah, man, you know? yeah. So I started this fast on on Monday let me tell you this. This is crazy. I, it's funny you say God is in this because I just wrote an email to my mom who works at Baker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw her not too too long ago. She actually. told me, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the last the last sentence I wrote before I put my signature on the email was, God is in this. How funny is that? Anyway, word for it. God is God, in man. this. So, a lot of things have been happening. It's crazy that you say that I've been on your mind and your heart for a while. I really appreciate it. Uh, I've needed it. Three or so weeks before this fast began. So, we're going to a church called Grace, uh, Beltway East. Okay. And um, about a year ago, I said, I got to go. I got to leave the the church I was in because it just wasn't. Going deep enough, you know. So this place, I stumbled upon this place by myself on a Wednesday night. I went, and then when I when I walked in the door, or the doors of the sanctuary, I couldn't even. It was almost like I got drunk because the anointing was huge. You could just cut it with a knife. Wow! And I knew instantly. Okay, I'm coming back to this place. Brought to the family, and six months later, they said, "Hey, we're going to corporately as a church fast." This was last year, so. I did it, you know, and believed God for for whatever I felt like he was believing me for, uh, for me to Mm -hmm. believe in him for. Mm -hmm. So it came up again this year. So three weeks ago, I kept hearing God tell me, I mean, like I'm talking to you, pray for peace, pray for peace, pray for peace. Yeah. You know, like I'm talking to you. I'm like, what kind of peace? What are you talking about? You know, pray for peace in your family. Peace in your marriage, peace in the country. But mainly the emphasis was family peace. Uh, so I started praying for it, you know, all right, Lord, I pray for peace in my family. I pray for, you know, Xander, Zachary, Deacon Jace, whatever they need, protect them, give them peace, peace in my marriage, finances, everything that is un- encompassed under the family umbrella I try to pray for peace about. Didn't, didn't under, understand why. I just kept on praying, you know. So this is a month-long fast. Uh, this, well, I started Monday this week, and it's 21 days. Okay, okay. So I'll finish on the 28th. Okay. But this is happening <clears throat> three weeks ago. What I'm telling you now. So fast forward, three weeks, we go to the candlelight service the night before Christmas Day. The pastor goes. Before we do anything, we're going to believe God, and we're going to believe God, and this is going to be our theme for the new year. Anytime that we feel the unction, anytime that we feel like we need to, we're going to keep in the back of our mind that we're going to pray for peace. Peace this year. Peace in your family. Peace in your home. Peace in your <laughs> oh, ministry. Man. Peace in your finances. Peace in the country. We're word, everything that God told me to pray for. Exactly. I get goosebumps no talking kidding, about man. it, man. So I knew that was just God's way of going. Okay, you did, you heard me right? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So they said, we're kicking off this fast. And I can't begin to tell you, man. I kicked off this fast Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, strictly water. No no food. And that's a that's tough, man. I, oh yeah. Oh. Right now I'm dying, you know. <laughs> I appreciate it But I don't want to drink the water You know I want the food <laughs> I'm but sorry No 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 hey, I good. am eating in front of you You're good It's okay um, <laughs> But you know um, I wrote everything down On a piece of paper Sunday night Here's what I'm going to believe in you for Over this 21 day period And it was Peace And it was Every child that I have And My wife And her business And peace in the family and peace in our finances And marriage mm-hmm. So I started praying for it, and, uh, funny thing, man, he really impressed upon me to pray for the government, pray for Trump, and I know it's taboo, people don't agree with Trump, and they do agree with Trump, but whatever, I happen to be the one that agrees with him. So it's all coming... I'll come into play. I'll get back to Trump in a minute. So, there's been instances already in three days that God has been in it. And He's like, See, you're believing in me for what I told you to believe in, and it's, I'm showing you that it's coming to pass. Finances. Uh, I've always struggled with making enough money. I'm the only breadwinner, basically, and I don't ever make enough. Well, I took this job got an incredible pay raise, but it still isn't enough, it's okay. Day one of my fast, I'm new with this company, five months old, day one, Monday. My boss goes, hey, out of nowhere, hey, this is review time. We're gonna have a review in, in February. I know you're new, and uh, I know you don't quite understand the ropes just yet, but I just wanna let you know that all it's gonna be is me and you sitting down, talking about your future goals, and we're gonna discuss money. was like God going, okay. Yeah. I heard you. Yeah, yeah. I'm already, I'm giving you a nod. I heard what you, uh, I know you need financial help. Yep, I yep. got it. So yep. that was yep. number one. Uh, number two, uh, we've been having kind of issues with 14-year-old you know, issues. I believe that. And you know how it goes. <laughs> Just stubbornness and hard-headed and don't want to respect the rules and want to, talk back and want to, you know, the the whole gamut, you know. Nothing major. Push the boundaries. Push. Big time push. And an incident happened um, a few weeks ago over the holiday break, and it kind of solidified. Okay. Trust issue, trust was broken in a pretty significant way. So... punishments ensued, consequences ensued, grounding is still current and it's still going on to this to this effect, to this day. But I kept praying. When God first told me three, four weeks ago, to pray for peace, he kept putting my 14-year-old in my mind because our relationship is not strong at all because I don't jive with hard-headedness and stubbornness. I don't... It's like oil and water. I just... Mm-hmm. So, God reminded me of that. Your relationship isn't strong, so maybe you should pray for peace in that relationship. So he did. And I kept praying, almost begrudgingly. I don't want to pray for him. You know, he's stubborn. Why should I pray for him? He should be praying for me. I, I'm the, I, I provide for him, and he's not grateful. That was my attitude. Then this incident happened. And it was, and it could have been life-threatening him I began to pray more that okay Lord this is not peace this is happening this is not peaceful you know began to pray and pray and pray and finally he came and said Sunday hey Clay, mom after we talked and everything we settled the issue everything's fine he learned his lesson he did what he should do blah blah, blah. came to us Sunday and said I think I want to do this fast with you wow. so there was God going all right it took that experience Fast you're doing to open his eyes to bring him closer to me at the same time, bring him closer to you yeah. to build this relationship. And all the while, I've been praying over him Lord, bring peace to him and bring him closer to you. Yeah. Let us build upon a relationship with you yeah, ar- yeah, yeah, in the center. Yeah, absolutely, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, or it's beginning to. <laughs> um, third. Yeah, I'm not a politician, but June, uh, June, I was at Halliburton working before I got here. Yeah, and I heard out loud at my computer, and I have chill bumps on my forehead. I can feel. I heard out loud, you need to pray for Trump. It's so, okay. <laughs> you know and you kind of slough it off you know like I'll pray yeah tonight I'll I'll go to bed I'll pray and then I heard you need to write him a letter of encouragement and I really thought well he's not gonna get that you know well okay I'll write him but he's gonna have some yahoo answer it if I even get an answer I heard it again you need to write him a letter of encouragement it's okay so I did it right there at my desk immediately Thursday in June. Two pages. I've typed... I had, well, actually, I had to go on the... the, U, the U.S. government. Gov yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the submit parameters. that. Yeah, yeah. So that it tells you, here's what your letter should look like. And okay. Type it this way. Date it here. and Put it there. Put it in an envelope. Send it. So I did all that. Wrote two pages, and it was just basically the dreams that I've had about Trump, because I've had two that were, to me, Prophetic of his winning presidency. I included that. I included scripture of encouragement. Let him know I was praying for him and just, and I asked him, I'm praying for you, but I want you to know that I want you to invite me to the white house so I can hold your hands and pray with you. I want, I want to pray with you man to man and pray over you. Clay Parker, boom, 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 seal it. And I hung on to it. I didn't put it in the mail because I didn't believe I didn't have faith in it. I was obedient to ride it, but I wasn't obedient to send it. Okay. So, uh, August, I get this job, August 14th. Uh, second week there, I'm cleaning out uh, my truck. Which I was cleaning it out to get rid of it because I bought that Toyota. Yeah. I was taking all the stuff out of the back pockets of the seat. Mm-hmm. And I found a book that I was reading or that I'd already read about Graham Nash and inside that book was my Trump letter stuffed stamped addressed everything that I'd, I'd done it in August, uh, June I heard it again you haven't sent that have you I said no I haven't out loud I said no sir I haven't because you need to send that letter I said, okay so I went right then went to the postal annex yeah North Park oh. yeah uh, I was sending two letters, actually. One to Trump and one to Dave Grohl <laughs> in hopes that he would answer. And he hasn't yet. So so I sent them both, and the guy looked at me like— I sent a letter to Jimmy Page,
1: so, I mean, I know what it feels like. Uh,
2: yeah, I know. <laughs> a boy can dream. <laughs> so the guy looked at this letter, and it was Dave Grohl, and he okay, looked at this letter and said, to the president of the United States, and he kind of gave me that look like, all right, Cool. You owe me a buck fourteen, whatever it was. Sent it off, but before I sent it in the car, I said, "Lord, if this is you, if I'm hearing you correctly, I'm gonna need some kind of confirmation that He at least read it, because this took a lot of time. You know, I read this, and it's heartfelt. You know, selfish. (laughs) Yeah. So I prayed over it and sent it. Sent it off. Well, November seventh, I got a letter from Donald Trump. In the mail. And it laid on my fridge where my wife puts all my mail, where I keep my wallet my hat and all that stuff. I had seen it for a couple of days, just didn't open it, thinking it was junk mail. I'll get to it in a minute, you know, no worries.
1: You knew, I mean, so it's, what's it say? Who does it say it's from? It says,
2: uh, to Mr. Clay Parker, uh, my address, and it says, uh, President of the United States of America, the White House, blah, 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 stamp with a, with a stamp and everything. I mean, so you, know, you get
1: this. So Allison gets the, checks the mail, gets the mail, sees, that sees it and puts it there? Or it was like, here's a stack of mail we got to go through? and uh...
2: Basically that. Okay. okay. Here's okay. a couple of things that...
1: Yeah, it's like play, there's play, all play, these play, bills play. and stuff. and okay. didn't even okay. click in her mind. Okay.
2: So three or four days later, I go through this junk mail because it always get junk Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mail. It's never yeah. bills. yeah. No, it's, I, I consider Bill's junk mail, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do, too. So I go through, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to see, make sure it's not like a a car note, Bill, or something I got to pay attention to. So I looked at it, I read it, and it was a, like a, a beautiful beige color. Really elegant, man, and To Clay Parker, it said the White House, whatever Donald Trump or President, whatever. So I mean,
1: is it jiving in your head now that no, I've got a this is my reply, no. I mean, you just said car note. I mean, the the president of the United States isn't going to send you a car note. So like, so you're you're just looking through. Here's a piece of here's a piece of mail. Yeah. What is it? You're not even jiving right now that
2: it's. Here's the funny thing. No, I didn't jive at all because I stared at it like like okay. Says the White House
1: alright maybe it's the White House uh, the clothes store
2: <laughs> maybe. White House
1: Black Market
2: <laughs> give, give, give me something you know so I, I turned the envelope over and it had a seal sticker on it and I, I looked at that and I thought well, this looks pretty good opened it up and when I flipped the card open it was folded in half and it was on thick paper and it said everything presidential seal you can feel it and rub it you know yeah. it was like for real I read it and I looked at my wife and I said, I got a response from Donald Trump. And she said, no, you didn't. Whatever. I said, no, here it is. You know, she goes, well, read it. I said, well, dear, dear Clay Parker, really appreciate you, um, writing me a letter and taking time out of your day to write such a heartfelt letter to me. Um, uh, thank you for specifically praying for me in this area. <laughs> wow. Um, Melania and I are just, Committed to this country and we're committed to the American population, making this country better with God first. Uh, Your kind, heartfelt letter has moved her and I. We really appreciate your prayers and we we pray the same blessings to you, sincerely, Donald Trump. And that, he read that letter, I know he did, because he called out specific things. Yeah. Uh, And um, here's the catch. I don't know if they've updated it or, or if, it, if it's the same. But when I looked on it in June on the website, basically, I looked up a, a lot of the, hey, the message boards. Hey, yeah, 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 if you write, how long does it take to get a letter back? Yeah, yeah. And I looked on the website and it's like, hey, expect a six to eight, ten month delay in response because he's the president. After yeah, all. yeah, yeah. So I didn't think anything. of it. I figured six months from now I might not see a darn thing much less anything, you know. Well, I got it in uh, five, I guess, five months, you know. Yeah. Um, But they said, you know, anywhere from six to ten months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know for a fact he read it, and I know for a fact that because he called certain things out, thank you for your prayers in this specific area. I don't know. I just... That's the price of obedience. Yeah. You know? And he just... God told me again. See? You obeyed me. And I gave you your confirmation that you prayed for in that parking lot, even though you didn't have faith. Yeah. Even though you thought this was ridiculous. So, I've got the letter at the house. I've got it saved on my desktop the, <laughs> yeah, 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 my computer. You know? And everybody thinks it's kind of ridiculous that I tell. Like, yeah, yeah, he really wrote yeah, you, you know? But I believe it, you know? So... I say all that to say to fast forward back to the fast, and I know I'm talking a whole lot.
1: That's all good, man. This is what I'm here for, to hear what
2: you have to say. I fast forwarded, you know, fast forward to the fast, and he got to me to pray for peace in the government. So last night, the State of the Union address, right? I don't know if you caught that. I did not. He's supposed to do it three weeks from now, but he felt like this border crisis is important enough to to do it tonight, uh, last night. I'd heard all the news outlets saying, hey, guess what, well, Democrats demand equal airtime. They're gonna come on directly after Trump and state their case why he's a liar, he's full of malice, and he's this and that and the other. Every name in the book they could call him. So he gets on and does a nine-minute address to the states. And it's full of heartfelt, I'm here for the people. I don't want these people crossing the borders to be hurt. I don't want them to become victims. I want them to come here legally so they can enjoy what they can enjoy, but if they can't do that, they're not welcome here. I don't want these women who are from these different locations and these children who are being trafficked, I don't want them to be abused. So that's why we're going to put parameters up to help these people. We're going to put a wall up to keep the riffraff out to protect our citizens from this, that, and the other. It was so heartfelt, you know. All the while, I'm getting, you know, the Holy Ghost goosebumps while he's talking immediately after, uh, before he he quit, he goes, please be aware that the Democrats will come on after me, and they will say their their bit, and keep in mind, Schumer and Pelosi, at one point, before I took office, have voted for border protection, and now they're flipping because it's me, it has nothing to do with politics, it has everything to do with me, they don't like me, therefore they're putting you they come on and they both stand very stoic in front of the camera as Pelosi's talking and Schumer's just standing there. I tell you man immediately I felt goosebumps all over my body when they came up. That's going to be real good for your podcast. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, Kids playing in the background (laughs) with In the birds that they're chasing.
2: Yeah. Immediately I saw Chuck Schumer he was giving her the way of like letting her have yield to address the nation it was like precisely after Trump they didn't waste any time Yeah. she's talking and she's kind of doing her thing and Trump is just looking at the camera I mean uh, Schumer is looking at the camera like that and he all of a sudden man I was so focused on him and his face went ashen or maybe I was just seeing it maybe you wouldn't have seen it or the next guy but I saw what I believe in. maybe in the spirit realm I guess I don't know his face went ashen and this eye went that way and this eye stayed stayed straight but this eye was down here this is what I'm seeing I'm not stretching any imagination have you, have
1: you looked to see if that like uh, Google the YouTube or whatever I'm just curious I, I, have, I didn't watch it I, I wish I would have I have not I don't know okay, okay. and
2: that's why I say okay. I could have been the only one that saw that okay. you know maybe God was dealing with me in a different way and then when I looked at him and I saw his eye go from there I heard the word evil because he's gray he went ashen from what I could see and his eye went that way and I heard the word evil and I went over and I I broke and I panned over to her because she's still talking Pelosi and for some reason I kept focusing on her mouth and every time she went to combat Donald Trump negatively her mouth did something different it would move irregularly and to me very very noticeably having... and underneath that was a, a, a tinge of a smile having... so every time that she lambasted him in a roundabout way or directly her countenance changed Yeah. and in that moment I heard this is the last straw, this is it for them spiritually <laughs> meaning the, what I took from it is because they're doing this, they're showing the American people and everybody else what they truly want to do for themselves, and I'm I'm done. So no matter what happens, no matter what happens, I think, I feel, we will prevail. I think he will win 2020, I don't know, but I think he will. Judging from what I heard and saw last night, it creeped me out big time. Yeah, I don't know how to explain. It. That's weird, but it all ties back to this. Is why he had me write him a letter of encouragement months ago. He's now praying for peace on a fast to show me that. And he
1: kept talking about the peace in the country. And that was part yeah. of it.
2: Yeah. So all these things.
1: And you, things. you had, you had, uh, in June, whenever you heard that you need to write to him. Mm-hmm. You had not heard peace in the country or nothing like that.
2: I heard you need to write a letter to Donald Trump and encourage him. Yeah, actually, encourage him in me is what I heard. Because I had prior dreams, two dreams, that I was on a, a, in Africa with him. Yeah, in a golf cart, and he was building a golf course in Africa, and he said, "Clay, look at all these bonsai trees. I planted these by hand myself. Look at this grass. Isn't it beautiful? I put the first square of grass down here, and now look at it." and in the dream what was weird is in the dream we were stopped and I was looking at this uh, putting green and here come all these wild animals walking up like it was just like the it was Savannah. Yeah, yeah like it was a dog you know like you pet him nobody was afraid or oh, anything okay, I see what so I had two dreams like that way before the presidency before he even ran I had dreams about Donald Trump and I was with him and we were walking like arm in arm Strange. Long before he came down the spiral staircase or the escalator, saying, "I'm going to run." Yeah. Before that. Interesting. I kept a log of it. Okay, I'm dreaming about Donald Trump. And then, sure enough, I told my dad the dream when he announced his running. Yeah. And he said, "You know what? Last night I had a dream that he won the presidency." Dang. And sure enough. <laughs> yeah. He did. <coughs> by by, some crazy circumstances. I mean, odds were completely, I think, against him because he was. Not your political elite, you know. But I feel like Donald Trump has been called of God in a major way, and I hate to say it, but I really feel like this is the seven year in the Bible. You know how he says seven years of, of blessing, eight right, years, right, of ble- whatever right, it is. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is it, and if we don't harness it and do what's right, I don't think it's going to be good. I don't know. I could be wrong, man. I, I don't know. Well, I
1: think, I mean, if I could just, like, say what I've been thinking as you've been talking is, it's like, first of all, you're, um, you know, God, I think, he wants us to be obedient in small things so we can be obedient in big things. Truly. And, um, you know, like, maybe all of those other things i mean and, and even and even though it's you know, I mean, yeah, you wrote a letter to trump and and he answered it, and that's awesome, I mean, when you look at it from a like what did it cost you to do that right that's a very it was a very small thing, right. I mean, okay, it took you you know to to formulate it, you know you want to write it, so I mean, I'm not saying you didn't you know um, spend you know I know that you spent time making the the letter yeah, but I mean write a letter, put it in the mailbox and drop it in the mail. That's a fairly small thing. Right. But he's giving you, you yeah, know, that's like, obedience in the small things leads yeah. to obedience in the big things. So, and then I think the same thing with uh, your 14 year old, you know, it's like, you know, these things that you're doing, you're seeing now that it's, it's having uh, effect, lasting effect. He's joining y'all in the fast. So it's like the obedience in the small things are leading to the obedience the bigger things even Absolutely. in the family so yeah. it's like it's really cool that and I think that's how awesome that that God works is like he's going to give you a chance to you know be obedient in something that's not like hey here's a cross and you got to carry this cross up, yeah. and I'm going to crucify you at the end of it yeah I mean it doesn't have to be that you know monumental it's little things just be obedient in the little things yeah. in life and that he's asking us to do
2: and I'll tell you two two things Then I'll I'll shut up I don't want you to shut up I know you You gotta go but I got I got uh, 30 minutes man Oh good So I have not been I have not had This much clarity In a long time These past three days I've had more clarity Clarity of mind And focus And Like Concise And Thought provoking prayer I haven't had that in since a year ago, yeah. last fast, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Haven't had the desire to do it until these this fast. Yeah. So that that has something. There's something to be said. Oh, about Oh, absolutely.
1: That. Well, I mean, I, I I totally agree that fasting. You know, uh, it's a it's a way that we are we are limiting our human desires. You know, wants of food. I mean, obviously, you need food to survive, and yeah. um, but also a lot of the times we go overboard you know i mean the the food that is required to sustain our lives doesn't have to be what we normally eat so it's it is taming of a passion and if you can tame that passion on the food side you know spiritually it's got benefits and i mean in christ himself talks about certain demons can only be driven out by prayer and fasting yeah. you know it's not yeah. just prayer but prayer and fasting so I mean, so tell me. So like the the Daniel fast is 21 days.
2: 21 days, yeah. Um, it's not required of you to to do the first three days of just water. But I have always felt like to me that to me that's a an extreme precursor. It's my it's my way of saying, okay, God, I'm gonna completely strip myself of everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through headaches. Mm-hmm. stomach pains because I I want to show you that I'm not just going to skimp out and have some fruit this day and skip out, oh, I might have a Coke, you know. I want you to see that I'm completely empty for you to fill. Yeah, That's for me what it is, you know. And I can't do that unless I go three days of just water. I feel like that's the way to do it, you know, for me. Uh, and the next 18 are strictly following the Daniel Fast regimen, which is like, beans your vegetables your fruit your nuts and recipes like if you're gonna have rice have brown rice okay you know n- nothing no breads no cheeses no dairies it's really a, a stripped down version and is it rooted in what daniel
1: and and his yes daniel and what is it shadrach meshach and abednego yeah. in the book of daniel when they get there yeah they go to, to babylon they're yeah. like we're it's not going to eat all this other
2: stuff we don't need to we're going to fast and here's how we're going to do it yeah and that's exactly from so that's that's what I'm doing last year's fast I hadn't done a fast in probably two three years and I thought okay if I'm gonna if I'm gonna join this new church I'm going to corporately fast with him a year ago so I began asking God okay Lord before I do this what do you want me to fast for I don't know you know so I started reading the Bible thinking okay well maybe I'll find it you know? <laughs> maybe it'll just come to me you know? so I kept praying Lord I don't know what you want me to fast for Lord so I had three dreams on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday. First dream, I was mowing grass at my mom's place. And the, the grass had grown super tall, and she needed help. So I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mow it. As I'm mowing, I felt something in my pocket, and I pulled out this check. And the check was written to me from my dad. And it said, 41000 So I called my dad and said, hey, Dad, I got a check in my pocket. <laughs> 41000 you mean 4100 He goes, yeah, I did, but go ahead and go ahead and use the 41000 It's yours. <laughs> okay, Dad. So I put that away. The second dream, I was at my dad's house eating dinner with him, and underneath the chair I was sitting in at the table, there was a mound of gold coins just overflowing. Like, they, you couldn't... You couldn't stack any more on top. because yeah, it was power over It was just legitimate gold coins. I look under there and I was like dad look at this He goes, I know it's all yours and it was in the amount of like 28,000 that's the number I got and I had a third dream and unfortunately that dream escapes me but it dealt with money as well I think somebody handed me a check or money and it equaled a certain amount so I wrote all these dreams down in my bible with the amounts and I, I said lord I pray this lord do you want me to believe for money because I don't know feel guilty about that you know it's okay lord if this is what you want me to do i'll pray for money and and by the way i think i'm going to pray for a a new job or a promotion at Halliburton because i this is not working so i applied and i applied and everything every job that i applied for oh god i think this could be it are you going to bless me in this is this going to be the one everything fell through and it got so sinister at Halliburton, like sinister creepy weird that the tables were turning against me with my own coworkers and my own bosses. And I was the only one doing anything in that department ethically and the only one working amongst other people. I was the workhorse. And I'm like, God, this is unfair. Everywhere I'm trying to get out, you're not helping me. I'm praying in this fast for a promotion or for some kind of increase because you gave me those dreams and I'm hungry, literally. What is this for? So I took a day off of Halliburton because I couldn't, I had to just get out of my head. So I laid down with Jace for a nap. And I got a ping on my my phone from a LinkedIn person saying, Hey, I got your email from LinkedIn. Saw your profile. I'd like to talk to you if you're interested in a position. And I'm blew it off I'm like how legitimate are these things anyway so I emailed him, texted him back and I was like yeah okay yeah, sure yeah, I've got time I'm off today actually but well, when can I call and I said well today's your only day really because I'm back to my schedule hmm. okay literally eight seconds later phone's ringing hey this is so and so with so and so company and I saw your profile really want to talk to you and long story short we ended up talking for an hour and 45 minutes with this recruiter guy. Yeah. At the end of it all, he goes, he goes, Mr. Parker, can I, can I, can I ask you if I can consider our conversation, a phone interview? I said, why? He said, because this is the best conversation I've ever had with any employee. Wow. He said, if you don't mind, I want to put your name in the books to have them look at you. I said, sure. I got nothing to lose, you know? And so, uh, he said, "What are your parameters for pay?" And I said, "What I said." It ended up being I added those three totals up in a dream. And wow. I said, "I'm gonna go on the limb here, you know." I said, "Here's my parameter." And added that up, that up, and that up, and equal what I told him. He goes, "Okay, okay. I, I, let me get back to you." It's okay. You take your time. I got nothing to lose here. You know. I'm just I'm feeling you out like you're feeling me out. A Week later, he calls and says, "Hey." We want to schedule an interview. Um, when can this happen? I said. When do you want it? He said. Can you come tomorrow? I said. No, I can't. I said. Listen, I tell you what. Where, where are you located at, by the way? And he goes. Well, I'm off two ninety in Hempstead. oh, it's funny because next Tuesday I'm going two ninety anyway to go to my in-laws because of July Fourth the next day. So how about I come Tuesday? I'll get off early and come swinging and see you and head out that way. It's, it'd be convenient, yeah. you know. Okay, great. great. Scheduled it for four o'clock, whatever it was. Interviewed with him, the recruiter. Then he goes, "Hey, I'm going to spit you off to the guy who's really wants to talk to you." Okay. Met him and was really relaxed. And before I went in there, I said, "Lord, if this is you, I don't want to waste my time. I really don't." So, if this is you, let it be great. Give me a give me a sign that it's you. Walked in there and I was completely at home and at ease. I'm never that way. I'm always real nervous, you know, real keyed up. I get in there, and we talk for about a good hour and 30 minutes, just talking about his expectations, and about 90% of it was, what are your interests, and what do you like, and do you have kids? and It was not a formal interview, very strange. And at the end of it all, he goes, can I ask you one question? And I said, sure. He said, man, do I know you? <laughs> I, said, I don't know, do you? And he goes, well, man, where'd you go to high school? And I said, I went to New Caney." He said, what year? And I said, oh, three. He goes, man, I was oh, one. I said, really? He goes, did you know so-and-so? And I said, yeah, I hung out with him all the time. Me too. He goes, you're that guy that did this in the high, you got a band in high school? <laughs> I said, yeah. So that was God's confirmation going, here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it turns out this boss and I that I have now have hung out many, many times. Wow. And just didn't relate didn't, to it. Didn't, yeah, connect the dots. You know? So they made me an offer, and it was exactly what the tally wow. was in those three dreams.
1: That's so cool, man. So
2: that's that happened on that last year's fast. Yeah. So it, it works. Yeah. So anyway. That's, that's amazing, man. That's on the trek. That, that's the trek that I'm on right now, you know?
1: So on the Daniel fast, the the, full, the 21 days is this these certain foods that you eat... Is there also, like, a time period? Like, you only eat three times a day? or you only... It's, it's no. You can eat as long as it's on the list of approved foods for the Daniel Fast. You can eat them all day long.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think... How if do you I, do it? If I'm not mistaken, you can do the time thing. I don't do it. I don't do it because I normally eat once a day anyway. I'm the once a day guy. Which is probably bad. But I'll go and I'll have dinner. That's it. Yeah. I'll go to my car and have lunch and take a nap yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so how I do it is so this is my third day of water uh my wife asked me last night are you gonna stop tonight and eat tonight I said no no no. you started yeah this is not a full it won't be a full three days I got a full day Monday full day Tuesday full day Wednesday Thursday morning I'll start kind of replenishing myself slowly okay I see yeah because I'm just, I'm so, I don't know why, but I'm just so dedicated to this. The first three days have got to be this, you know? I don't know. I don't know. That's how I do it. I just, I don't know why I'm hung up on that, but I think it works, you know? It's just a, it's a small price to pay. Yeah. For God to answer a prayer, you know? And I guess it, it hit me last night. My wife, she's like, I don't know how you're doing it. You have energy. You have more energy than I do. And I'm, I'm eating. I'm yeah. not doing the three days of water. And I said, you know what now? it's it's a small price to pay. I can go through a headache. You know, because he went on the cross and, man, he died. I could do a headache all day long. I can go three days without eating anything because I want him to know, I want him to see that there is devotion behind it. There is discipline behind it. I'm not just some fly-by-night. Okay, God, give me what I want and that's it. Thanks. Yeah. I don't want to be that way, you
1: know? And I would even go as far to say that like when you were saying, you know, what do I, what do I fast for? And, and maybe maybe it doesn't come to you of what you're to fast for. And then it just becomes like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I recognize that, you know, fasting is a beneficial thing for the spirituality. And, mm-hmm. you know, offer just the fast up. Hey, for whatever good you can get out of this, yeah. I'm doing it. And again, it goes back to that obedience thing of right. I'm being obedient in this. I'm the I, I will... I will be obedient to the fast and just trust in what, whatever comes of it.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're right. If we get to the point to where we go, okay, God, I'll next fast.
1: up on the list. Yeah, <laughs> there's an awesome car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fast for
2: that. Yeah, I know. And I think that's wrong, you know. But, yeah, yeah. But what I'm fasting for is, I'm fasting for the excitement because I want to see what He can do. Yeah. Because in I think it's in uh, either Malachi or can't remember and I'm horrible at that but he basically talking about tithes and offerings you know I read this the other day. Oh he won't be outdone in generosity? Yeah. Yeah. He goes test me Yes. and watch me how I give back to you in regards to giving to the church
1: and
2: and that scripture kept hitting me too in the whole fast for finances portion of it and I began to pray Lord I I want to tithe more to you but I feel internally that I can't afford to. And that's wrong. You know? Yeah. So take my eyes off that thought and put me over here. I don't care if it's 25 cents. I want to give it, you know? Because he says give with a glad heart. Right. Not a, not a precise. Per gudging. You know? Yeah. Here's what your checkbook says precise, you know? I, I want to give 10%. But if I can't, I want to give what I can, you know? And hope that it counts, you know? so I'm I, I more or less fast for the um, for the I'm an open book quality and I, I'm excited about what you revealed to me in the process you know I didn't get I didn't get this fast these fasting topics day one of my decision right. I got them weeks ago yeah yeah and I'm just now piecing it together yeah like, oh that's why he told yeah. me that yeah well oh, that's why I had to pray for Donald Trump okay I'm putting on connecting the dots you know so I, I'm writing an email to myself about everything yeah, that's yeah, happened yeah, yeah. in the three days, Yeah. so I can go back to it and say, "That's why, that's why, that's yeah. why, and that's why because of that." And this, this,
1: yeah.
2: I'm just so excited. It's yeah. gonna
1: be good. Yeah, for um for epiphany. For the uh, you know Sunday was the epiphany, and in our I've got a the Magnificat prayer book. It's basically it's it's morning uh, mass evening and night prayers so basically it's just like a, a set of you know scripture readings hymns and whatnot and um for the epiphany had this write-up by a lady who contributes regularly to the Magnificat. her uh I believe its daughter um one of her children was a victim of the sandy hook shooting so um her, her insights are always just very, very deep. And, and knowing where she's coming from, it's just like, wow, look at her faith and all that. And she was talking about in the epiphany and this, this one little article that was in there has stuck with me since, since I read it Sunday morning. And it talked about when uh, something about, uh, and I don't want to say clarity, but you had said something about clarity. Yeah. Um, she said that clarity comes in hindsight. And that whenever the wise men, so like we can look at the three wise men that went to, uh, you know, to, dis- to discover the new king, right? The birth of the new king. They had no idea where they were going, what they were getting into, who they were going to see. They had like zero clue no. about where they about their mission. They just knew they had a mission. Got to go there and we'll find out. So, like, it's easy for us to look back and go, oh, yeah, so these three wise men, they're over here now, and they're going over here. So, it's like we're looking at it from this perspective. Yeah. And, she, and her point was, like, how often is it that we're, like, God, tell me where I'm going. Yeah. You know, what, where, what am I doing here? Why am I on this path? Why do you have me in this position? Why, you know, give me a glimpse. And you're just, like, begging for a glimpse of something. Right. But it's, like, that's really not what it's about. It's about the faith— The obedience, so talking about the obedient part, it's like, just be obedient in where you are and what you're doing and have that faith and that trust that God is leading you for something that's going to further his kingdom. And that was just, it's just stuck with me. It's like yesterday on my run, I was telling Evan about this last night on my run. I was just like, it finally is starting to get to me or dawn on me. It's like, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in God's plan for me Mm -hmm. at this moment. And I need to be content in that and not rebel against that and not struggle against that. And just because if I'm spending time struggling on my situation, whatever it is, if it's at work or if it's in the family or if it's in some other parameter of my life, if I'm struggling against that, I'm not able to focus on and hear God's voice in those situations. You know what I mean? So it's like... So I'm, I'm, I'm running yesterday And it kind of like dawns on me It's like You're exactly where God wants you to be you know. So Be at peace Where you are So you can Hear my voice In what I'm trying to tell you Be at peace yeah. So yeah
2: So she's right And then I gotta ask you something weird Okay is this the, the Beginning of our Okay culture. okay yeah <laughs> The lady you're talking about's right About high insight Ooh. Because I was going to work one day on the Beltway early in the morning and I heard the Lord say, they say high insight is 2020, but I say my divine insight is picture perfect. And then later, a few weeks later, He began to deal with me about what that meant. And it's simple for me. Uh, when you begin to see things the way that He does, everything it's crystal clear. You don't sure. have any questions yeah. and about faith. If if we if we say, Lord, where am I going to go? Help me out. I struggle with that too. If you if were to say, okay, Clay, you're going to go to that tree. You're going to take a left and walk into that lake. Yeah. I have a choice to say, I ain't doing that. Therefore, yeah. I miss the obedience. Yes. And then for missing the obedience, I miss the blessing. Yeah. That's why I think he deals with me. He reveals things to me later with his divine insight. Yeah. And uh he's always reminded me, along with the blessing comes the testing, which is a form of molding you for the next step. Yeah. You know. So and today, as I'm sitting at my desk, I heard be thankful. Yeah, I'm hungry. I can eat this concrete right now. But I'm going to be thankful because he's moving. Even if I don't see it, I know he is. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I'm good, man. thing that I have to ask you is if you'll do something for me. In the park amongst all the birds and the people, I'm in pain, big pain, in my neck. And if you would, would you pray for me and grow me out? And grow grow you grow out? me out, yeah. Because With... if you look, I'm stretching as far as I can. Yeah. My right arm is longer than my left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'll pray and grow me out, even me out. This pain will go away. But as long as you do it in Jesus' name, because I have faith, it'll go away. Amen. So I'm going to guide you through it. All right, yeah. Because people always go, well, you're pulling his arm. You're cheating. That's not God. So I'm going to stretch out as far as I can. Okay. And what do I do? I want you to put your hands underneath, one finger underneath this hand right there. One finger underneath the other. Like this? Yep. And I want you to repeat after me and say, Jesus name in Jesus name we command the left arm to grow we command the left arm to grow complete and total adjustment complete and total adjustment in Jesus name in Jesus name don't pull don't push just watch it open your eyes you're gonna miss a blessing just watch it I'm not pushing I'm not pulling I'm letting God do the thing now look at my right arm I'm still going I can feel it look at my right arm am I am I even with the left or do you gotta grow the right arm out your
1: your left arm is longer than your right arm. And now you gotta grow my right arm. <laughs> oh gosh. So I wanna let you do it this time. In Jesus' name, command the right arm to grow. I feel it. Man. Yeah, I see it. Complete yeah. and total adjustment. Complete adjust- and total adjustment. In Jesus' name. In Amen. Jesus name, I feel it going I feel Yeah, it. I see it. Yeah. It's tingling in my fingers too. That's <laughs> cool, man. I think it's it's uh you gotta do the left one now. <laughs> So I'm awake. So in Jesus name Let's command the The left arm to grow Complete goes. and total Adjustment In Jesus name Man I feel that That's, that's awesome That's cool How am I Am I even You're even I? dude Alright Yeah There we
2: go Amen You just grew your first guy out
1: <laughs> That's awesome
2: brother Yep
0: Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough Vehicle at kaneford.com. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health care ministry to provide an affordable health sharing solution rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at mycatholichealthcare.com slash podcast. That's mycatholichealthcare.com slash podcast.